What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. Okay. So just recently, I was watching this video, right? Mm-hmm. Where Tiny, I don't know if you know Tiny, she's from the, uh, Escape. Yeah, you know, uh, I know Tiny. What are some of the songs? Do you know Tiny? Bailey? No. Okay, Tiny's from the the girl group Escape. It was a big group in the 90s. Just uh-huh. kicking it. Just kicking. Um, Understanding. What else? Yeah, what I need from you. Who can I run to? Who can I run to? What else, D-Boy? Come on. Mm. Um, You're My Little Secret. Yep. <laughs> so it's a really, really um, it was a poppin'-ass group back in the 90s, mm. um, R&B. So Tiny's her name. She was recently um, a guest on her husband's show, T.I. Do you know T.I.? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, little, little daddy T.I. Uh, <laughs> hey, T.I. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> okay. So she was recently, um, Tiny was recently on uh, her husband's podcast, which is called uh, Expedi- Expeditionally, uh, something like ex. A big ass word because he uses he's known for using big ass word. <laughs> a big ass word you can't I, pronounce. I, I can't. I'm pretty sure it's expeditiously, but um, they were talking about um, relationship. They were talking about marriage, and um, Tiny brought up us um, just an experience that she um, that she learned from Candy, who's another member on uh, Escape, and Candy's mom is like. Tiny's auntie. This I don't know if this sounds confusing for somebody who hasn't had sleep like all day. But uh, Candy's mom gave Tiny some advice, and she told Tiny, "If you get married, marry for security, not love." So this is going to lead into my question: Would you marry for love or security? Mm. <laughs> you know, because my home girl, Shanane, <laughs> okay. she always was for the security. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Please elaborate. Well, yeah, like I believe that love, love, there is no such thing as love at first sight. And that love, mm. love grows as you like build into your relationship. So, yes, I would marry for the security. For the security. For the security. The security. What is, the security. What is your definition of security? <laughs> security means um, whether it be emotional, financial, mm. or just like that person who just, you feel safe. So it's more than finances. Mm, it's more than yes, finances. Honey. Yeah, it's just been like, like when you break down, it, like, and there's, there's, have that, your there's back. that, yeah, yeah, there's that person that has your back. There's a person that you can do it. You know, you just need to like realign yourself, get mm. back into mm. it. Mm. That that person, that, that type of yeah, security, that type of security, that, someone who will secure your your heart, your heart, and your mind, as well as your, your body. Your body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the body, yadi 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 yadi. The body, yadi yadi for the gods. <laughs> well, I feel like that can turn mm. into love, though, huh? And the, yeah, obviously, yeah, Be- yeah. So love. Really? So you separate. So love is love and security. Is security. Those two mm. are not. Those two are not. Mm, yeah, not the same. Not the same. Mm. Mm. Though, though people usually mistake it for like for the, for the same thing. Yeah, but you can be like you can be like um, you your friend can be that person who provides you with that security, and you can mistake it for love. Mm. And you can be mm. like lost into it, and but really, the person that you should be in love with is somebody else. Mm. Mm. You know, it's just like it, there's like this 
fine line between security <laughs> and l'amour. <laughs> Say that one more time. L'amour <laughs> and security. You notice okay. how I just went from ratchet to like French. Yes, I see it. <laughs> and let's go back to Fijian. L'amour. L'amour. The real l'amour. I really love that answer. I can respect that. Yeah. Good. Mm. Okay. Security. Nice. What about you, partner? Yeah, I think I would marry for security as well. Mm. Love don't pay the bills. Ooh. Um, it don't, no, it don't. It don't pay the bills. I want to ask you. So, if you don't believe in love at first sight, do you? Mm. What do you? What is it then? Because like you could see somebody and be like, damn. Yeah, you can see somebody and be like, damn. But then they open their mouth and whatever comes out of their mouth is like, oh, damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Take it back. Take it take back. back. Like, close your mouth, please. Just like, stand in the yes. corner. Stand in the corner. Just take off your shirt and be okay. Take off your shirt. Think about what you did, okay? Yeah. Who uh, told you to leave the house that way? Think about your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I'm, for, for me, like, love is intelligence. Mm. Love is power. Love is strength. Love is security. Yeah. Me, so me, love has you? nothing to do with your looks? <laughs> It can only go so far, right? Maybe, you know so what it sounds like? Sex has everything to do with your looks. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to give me the deed, it needs to come with the carpet what and if, the What, what, what if the deed is only like for 30 seconds? <laughs> what? What if the deed is only for 30 seconds? Then nigga, bye. I'm going to oh, take shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, yo, what? We forgot to lay the rules down. Oh, yeah, oh, we need bro. to lay them rules. We got to lay them, okay. Oh, yeah, we got to. We got to lay it down right now, okay? Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead, partner. One. Honey. No D's? <laughs> no, no. D- <laughs> the D's are good. It's the usage of the word, the N word, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we like to kind of keep that out of this space for several reasons, probably because it's been uh, something that we've uh, had multiple discussions about, and it's still a confusing topic in collectively in our culture, and even us. I don't know why. I, but hey, I know. you know, but, you, but uh, I know why. Yeah, it's just... Um, we forgot to mention that to you, but you know, just for that, you know, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll we want to refrain. You. We're not telling oh you what gosh. to do. That's so cool. Cause I'm, just, <coughs> I've been here for like three months. And From I'm, Fiji, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm just like picking up on words and picking up on, mm. on little things. And I'm just like throwing it back. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, when in Rome. I'm right? like, yeah, when, when in, in Rome. Rome. <laughs> like I'm throwing it back, like thinking like, okay, okay cool. Oh That's gosh. how we do. Yeah. Here. <laughs> just, I just want to let you know, Josie. You, you're gonna really see how these two, their their chemistry is gonna work out tonight at the at the party wash. <laughs> it's gonna be a little, a little crazy. Uh, already, 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 and this is like really and truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> okay. Yes, we. I'm Back glad to you, partner. Well, I'm just glad. Yes, we gotta we gotta do that. We gotta. This is part of the work that right. we're doing to uh, address anti-blackness. In you know our communities to you know on this platform we right. refrain from using the N word. So thank you, <laughs> thank but, you, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. So, partner, you were saying security. Uh yes, I would marry for security because okay. love don't pay the bills. Okay. Um, and shit, sometimes love got you know got you fucked up. Mm. In a small way or in a big way. It could be both. <laughs> Uh, it usually is a big way. I've, you know, I know I, I see the relationships um, that I'm surrounded by, <laughs> that I grew up around, you know, mm. and I get to I, I'm really observant and I see the ins and the outs and the. Sometimes I'm let into the deep and dark, yeah, uh, secrets of folks' lives, whether individually or as a couple, 
and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a holder of a lot of uh, mm. information, and I'm not a fikakala where I'm telling everybody's business. You know, especially when it's really serious shit. Like, I hold on to that because I f- I feel like that's a um, a huge responsibility when someone feels comfortable enough to confide in right, me yeah. with their shit. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, I hold on to that, but I'm also gonna hold folks accountable. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah. So for me, it would. Well, what's your definition of love then? It would be security. It's security? Would uh, you put that? Oh, I would marry for security. And I guess love. So love is not even important to. Well, I is guess it... love is security though. Mm, see? You know, because mm-hmm. everything that you were explaining, Epeli, I was like, well, shit, I would be in love with somebody who would get down with me like that. Mm. You know? Um, I think we confuse love with lust. Yeah. Because yeah. I've definitely allowed myself to be the fool just because I get to be, you know, like in proximity with that person. Right. I get to connect with that person or that whatever. Part, yeah. And it's like you kind of you kind of deal with the the bullshit. Mm. Um, and would I still do that? Maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, my definition of love, though. Yeah, what is it? What is it? Is when, you know, like it's it's hard times, like you said, right? It's hard times, and somebody's there, somebody shows up. It's unconditional. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like unconditional. It's no question mm. type shit. You know what I mean? Like my love loyalty? language. Yes, because I'm very big on loyalty, right? Yeah, like yeah. I give mm-hmm. that, and so I I expect that, right? Yep. Like I want like there has to be a reciprocal kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, love my love language is acts of service mm. right and so that's the way I show love and that's the way I like to receive it yeah I don't know how about you partner yeah I don't know I feel like we. this is gonna be this should be like a fucking a podcast whole discussion you know because there's so much layers to love there's so yeah. much layers to security and even with going back to you know because you you you, uh, you mentioned uh, the love language mm-hmm. like if you it's it's five love languages and and some of those languages consist of like security you know so it's mm-hmm. kind of like they're all security yeah they're all security you know so it's kind of like what so I feel like love and security do go hand in hand, but I feel like going into a relationship, like there has to be, you know, a, a mutual understanding of this is what love is and kind of, you know, and if if you're not able to kind of match that love or go be, uh, beyond that love, then mm-hmm. but, we can, go ahead. But there's people out there who love and ain't got no kind of security, right? All they have is the love, right? Like, right. I just love you so much that we're going to be broke together. And we're going to figure it out because we're in love. But then that shit impacts yeah. what the love is, right? Yeah, but like when you go into that kind of love, there is like some sort of security, mm. you know, to be able to mm, that's to true. be able to dive into that kind of commitment. Maybe that's to have that true. companionship. Yes. But there has to be, like I think what Danny was said, it has to be reciprocal. Like because mm. I can have security in everything that my partner has and does but if that is not reciprocated it's impossible you know and because you're going to be carrying a lot of stuff and then you're going to i don't know it's just it's difficult well here's another thing too to that question you asked is that uh the whole marriage component right right because i'm somebody who i once upon a time believed that you know i needed 
to get married and I wanted to do this and do that. But I don't believe in this whole institution of marriage and then mm. marriage is linked to all this like um I, I I link it to the impact of colonization. Of course. And something that was forced upon us, right? Where like maybe way back when pre pre um contact with Europeans and things like that, you know, like we was all just get out (laughs) everybody was procreating but not necessarily committed to one person Mm. and they didn't expect to be i don't know it's all speculation but i know and i think a lot of people it's everyone has a different experience and definition of love because Mm. some people look at love as just emotions and feelings and Marriage then, is a business decision. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> for real. I mean, I feel you like know. relationship is just, you don't even need marriage for that. It's like, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's like, contractual. <laughs> <laughs> it's handful. So yeah, anyways, I go just to go back to that question, I feel like they both go hand in hand. Security mm. and love, at least from my lens. So like, I, I put security in under the un, under love love is like the 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 primary the primary like component that i feel like the i umbrella. function from yeah it's the umbrella so yeah. like security is right under love that it flows but love mm. is the top and everything else flows yeah so but yeah i, I need security especially i mean let's let's let, let's be real like you kind of need the even financial security to kind of be a little bit like uh, you hella need that <laughs> yeah especially where we live you know here in yeah. the bay hell so yeah especially like, when you're looking for a sugar daddy yeah, uh, and you're looking aren't you uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna mention out in public we're gonna we're looking <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put the application on the show notes okay mm-hmm. for the google doc mm-hmm. so yeah this discussion can go on and on and on but yeah you know we can probably chop it up later on about mm-hmm. this but yeah it's a great it was a great yeah, that's a great question. Thought provoking question. I felt like Tiny was like, exactly. you know, getting somewhere with it, and and I and she also mentioned that it's generational too, because during her during uh, the time that she was kind of pitched that whole idea, financial security was very important, especially from her aunt during those times. So I mean, you know, with the both of them, yeah, especially with with uh, how much they're worth, right? Yes, like, I know people who are who stayed together because of security. The mm. love ma- might have broken. You know, because maybe yeah. folks also fall out of love, right? <coughs> and I have sh- a few friends back home too who stay together because of security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To and have we, a home, to yeah. have money, to have all of these like insurance. Um, and, and let's just be very, um, very direct about it. Let's 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 call it as it is: financial security. Because mm-hmm. there's a there are a lot of marriages that I know right now that don't have the emotional security, you know, the mm. the other securities, you know, yeah. but they're only there for the financial Finance. security. Yeah. And it's sad, but it's true. Like when we think of security, sometimes we settle for just one security and we'll overlook the rest. And that's what marriage is, you know, once upon a time depended on, you know, like uh, one family and another family. Yep. Uh, using that, like bringing their children together to... Uh, to get married, right? So that there's security on, you know, somebody's family or whatnot. And thinking about, like, all the dowries that they could receive mm, for their sure. daughters or, or whatever, you know? So, But then that's just sad because it just draws away from, like, being genuinely in love mm-hmm. to just having another day job. 
Mm. You're just there because it's carrying you through. Mm-hmm. Instead of having that physical emotion of mm-hmm. emotion Connection. for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I feel like that's the that's the. I don't know if the right word is crux, but like thinking about arranged marriages, mm. right? It, it's for security. Yeah. Mm. It's not Absolutely. about love. You, you, you figure that shit out later. Yeah. You know? That's mm. accurate. Uh, accurate. Cor- <laughs> and you're correct. I'm correct. For three points. For real. All yes. right. All right. <laughs> yes. we, all right. We need to get past this. We're, we're going to get lost in this conversation. What's up, y'all? Welcome to For the Cultures Podcast. What it do, Kaipo? I'm your host, D-Boy. I'm your host, Bex Bumble. Hey, we got a special guest in the building with us this day, this good day, this <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> no. Saturday. There you go, there you go. The wonderful and fashionably late, <laughs> Epeli Tuibenga. Bula Vinaka. Welcome, welcome. Oh, it's a gang. It's a gang. <laughs> yeah. So let me just give a little, um, a little, um, little snippet of your bio, and then I'll let you introduce yourself. Okay, Epeli. Would you? Do you like to be called Epeli's, or should, is there another short nickname? No. Epeli. Peli is fine. Peli is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about Belly? Belly. Belly. No, we're going to say Peli. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Epeli Tuibenga is a savant when it comes to contemporary Masi design. Masi cloth has been Epeli's canvas from the very beginning with paternal links to, what is it, Rura? Rera? Rewa. Rera. Say it again. Rewa. Rewa. Oh, I'm over here trying to do the rolls. So, <clears throat> with the paternal links to Rewa and maternal links to Loi Maiviti? Yes. He was raised with his grandparents in Tamavua village, Suva. So there the first roots of Kuiviti were planted. And Kuiviti in the Naite City dialect means Kaiviti of Fijian. Correct? Yeah. Nice. Welcome, okay. Epeli. Epeli Tuibenga. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be here today. And it's <laughs> such an honor to be here amongst you guys and just sharing topics and um, ping-ponging ideas back and forth. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All the security I need in my life. Epeli, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Epeli Tuimbenga and I'm from Fiji and I'm a fashion designer. Um, I specialize in Pacific fashion, uh, um, mainly ready-to-wear, uh, made-to-measure and bridal. Mm. And when it comes to bridal, I do mostly masi, tapa, ngatu, siapo, all, all, all these okay. kind of things, and all the intricacies. Um, I started uh, when, I, when I started back in 2009 in pageants and dressing up uh, contestants for Miss Fiji and then f- going on to taking them to the Miss South Pacific pageant. Oh. Mm. And it's so amazing to start off that way because then you connect and you make network and you build your networks within the South Pacific region. Yeah. So I think that's how um, I got a lot of experience and a lot of, uh, I'll, um, I gained a lot of experience just by mingling with other designers from the region. Mm. Like, oh, that's awesome. Mainly Samoa. Mm. Oh, wow. And I was so inspired uh, um, just because the, my first travel outside of the Fiji Islands was to Samoa and I was so inspired by the Samoan culture because Everyone that attends a Samoan event attends it in either Puletasi or someone is attending it in Prince or mm-hmm. like mm. 
Jules were your prince to a T. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like without, and it's nobody's, like you will come, you will rock up if, with your prince mm. like nobody's business. <laughs> and like I'm back home and I'm, I'm just sitting there looking at people rocking up to like black tie events with black and white or like just, you know, the usual westernized dresses and mm. the western dresses. And I'm like, okay, how how can I change the status quo? So, like that's that's what motivates me. Nice. You know, to be on the same level as men are, mm. as um, mm. the stuff I see in Janet's uh, clothing, and the stuff mm. I see, and the stuff I see online from across the region. Nice. Because I mingle with the designers in, uh, from across the region during this pageant. Nice. You also dance. I sing. do. You also do drag, right? I do. Okay, tell us a little. So bit I about started that. dancing at the. Um, um, <gasps> at US, the University of the South Pacific's Oceania Dance Theatre. Come nice. on! And my dance instructor was a Samoan. Her name was Ellen Alo. So, like, um, she passed away. She passed away. God bless her soul. Um, she was just such an inspiration. One time I was in Samoa and she was like, come my daughter, let's go to this. <laughs> this is where I find inspiration. And we were just by yes. the, we were just, we were at the sea, the the waves were uh, at our waist. And she was like, feel the waters. Like, this is, this is, this is us. Mm. And this is this is where we are. I like and you feel the movement of the waves and we were both drunk as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why did, you made it sound so spiritual until but you said was, we were both drunk as shit. But it, like, you know, I love like, it. That's it, sweet. It, it was so spiritual. I, it was, I know. I, know. I can dig it. <laughs> it was so spiritual because at that time, you know, like people speak the truth. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The deep truth. You know, like, <laughs> you know, and, like, and and being my alcoholic so I was like, I feel you. <laughs> oh my god. I feel you mother right now. You know like I was like what kind I, of dances you do? Um I do Polynesian dancing. Um I was classically trained in ballet by a Hawaiian dancer by the name of Peter Espiritu. Yes. And I do modern and then we like transitioned. Well, a few of us were very like Expressive, so we started start, start <laughs> diving into drag. Ooh. Yes, from watching um, Giannis Marshall's videos. Okay, he's the one that dances in heels. heels. Wow. Yeah. So he- we started just dancing uh-huh. in heels with like our um, our leotards, and <laughs> and then we're like, oh, why don't we put up a show? And you know, like we don't need to conform, conform into like the full work. Let's just do a show and let's see yeah. how it goes. And it was received well. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And what's We're going to get name? into it. Um, my drag name, <laughs> because I'm so fascinated by the French monarchy, dynasty. Is it monarchy or di- I'm fascinated La by... La French. Lee. I was supposed to say we, not Lee. <laughs> yeah, I'm so fascinated by the, uh, um, the French royal society, mm. the French court, and um, just the whole Marie Antoinette mm. realness. Yeah. So I decided to call myself Jacqueline Laqueur. Yes. Dubois. Dubois. Mm. Yeah. She sounds very regal. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she, Jacqueline. Is. she is. You need to see pictures of her. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So what... We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Billy later on in the show, but we want to just kind of um, go to our normal way of uh, flow. Usually at this time, we like to just gr- get into our segment of grounding. It's a time of us just reflecting on something, just uplifting, encouraging, whatever it is, whether it's a quote or scripture, or Give just gr- 
give mm. thanks, breathing techniques, whatever it is. But we want to give the opportunity to our guests, if they want to do it, to go ahead and uh, lead us into that. Usher mm. us into some grounding techniques. So for our grounding today, I would like to um, share a prayer with everyone. Mm. If you all would like to join me in a prayer. Okay, let's do it. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for our lives. I thank you that we can be gathered here in good health and that no one is sick and no one has left us. I thank you for the gift of friendship and the gift of unity. And I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for our families and for our friends and for the bonds that we share. And I thank you that though some of our friends and some of our relatives have left us, their legacies live on. Mm -hmm. And we can live our lives knowing that they are with us still and we can continue to be a beacon of hope for the people who will follow us later. I thank you for the place that we come from, for the Pacific Islands. And I thank you that here in America, we can stand strong for them and we can represent the Pacific Islands where we are here today. And I thank you for the saying that the things we do today may be quickly forgotten, but the effects of what we do will never disappear. Mm. And I thank you that we are affecting change wherever we are and we are affecting change each and every day of our lives and we live our truth every day. And I ask that you'll be with us today and guide us and protect us and lead us in our discussions that, and lead us through the discussions that we have here today. And I ask all this through the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. <coughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. That was great. That was beautiful. <coughs> really appreciate that. Thank you. I want to ask you really quick, Epeli, are you named after it? someone yes i was named after my uh grandfather who is from tamavua that you mentioned mm. and my grandfather and grandmother raised me up um i, w I never really had a uh, fatherly I, I was never i never knew my father until like about four years ago mm. oh wow wow yeah and my mom was my mom had already moved on and had a husband and kids of her own so i was basically like my grandparents ch child. child right oh. yeah so when <coughs> um when they when they passed on when they've both passed on mm. i was i there was like a moment where i was just like okay what now yeah. Un until i was until i was like okay you need like you're on your own. Like you right. need to get yourself together. And I was so thankful for friends who who were just like by my side and um not didn't influence me into the well, there were people who took me out yeah. and like drinking and smoking, all these things. But like at the same time they were mentally um like the friends who had your back. The friends who's like, you know, this is not the life that that you need to live for. Mm. There's something else. Mm. You know, like you may you may have failed um commerce, but like tap into this tap you know, like those that kind of friends. Yeah. 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 Like we smoke together, we drink together. But at the end of the day, you know, we take care they, of business. Yeah. They're gonna move you forward. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's what's up. That's really yeah. interesting. I was wondering, uh, just because um 
the only time I've ever, I've, the only, or the Epeli that comes to mind uh, is Epeli Haofa. So I said that I went to the University of the South Pacific's Oceania Dance Theatre. Mm-hmm. That was founded by Epeli Hawafa. Yeah. The, the dance theater. Oh, the dance theater itself. Wow. Yeah. The Oceania Dance Theater was founded by Epeli Hawafa and he picked the Samoan um, choreographer to re- to run the the dance oh, aspect wow. of that um, performance space. And so somebody else ran the the visual arts and somebody else ran something else. Oh, the choir. That's amazing. That mm. is. So Ete ran the choir. Uh-huh. And another person ran the visual arts, the painters and the artists, and Ellen Arlo ran the dancers. And it was all under Epeli Hawafa's umbrella. Wow. So he was the director for the When did you graduate? Oh, I did I, it wasn't like um it wasn't for studying. It was just open to the public who have had a passion oh. for dance. So that was like Epeli's vision, you know, like it was like a program. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So like if you had a passion for dance, come on board. Like, you know, if when they if there was an audition process, and if you if they saw that you you had it, yeah. then they would nurture it further. Mm. Damn, that's so cultural. That's so community. That I, I love so it. Dope. I love and it. Even the way the Oceania Center is built, like the when you when you come in and you think it's the front, it's the front of the building, but really it isn't. The door that's facing the ocean is the front of the building. Oh, which, wow. which oh people God. don't realize. Yeah. Yeah, because the driver would come and then you walk in and like, um, is this the no? The front is on the the back. <laughs> really, the front is the back. Yeah, because in the village setting, mm. the front of the house is facing towards the sea, mm. so you can so you can so you can welcome the guests coming in. Nice. Wow. Oh, I love it. Okay, mm. I love it. What's your what's your religion? What's your uh, faith? Um. Well, I grew up Methodist. Okay. And then I was living with friends, and they were Seventh-day Adventists. Mm. So I was an Adventist for a while. <laughs> and we were recording artists in the Adventist church. <laughs> we were shed in Fiji. <laughs> yeah, and then I dig my mom and friends at the same time. So so we went, friends, yeah, okay. we went to the moment we went to LDS churches as well. So okay. and um, but mainly I uh. I f- well, I feel like I'm evangelistic mm. or Pentecostal, Pentecostal, one of the two. But at the same, I'm Christian. Oh, all okay. the same. <laughs> yeah, Great. Christian. The umbrella term. The umbrella Christian. term. <laughs> <laughs> but more like the charismatic um, Pentecostal Christian. Mm. Nice. Okay. Well, damn. Well, thank you so much for grounding us. That yeah. Was, uh, thank you. A nice prayer. Bruh. Mm. There's been a lot going on this week, um, mm-hmm. uh, but something that I have seen pop up on my newsfeed, uh, but didn't really look into. Uh, and thank you for suggesting that this be the topic that we discuss, Epeli, is this whole scandal with um, the Fijian rugby player, mm-hmm. uh, Nasila Sila, who was recently convicted uh, of rape mm-hmm. and sentenced to eight years in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have just learned that he's been in experiencing or uh, been given a lot of uh, privileges, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he's in prison, he's been um, uh, training with the Tuvalu rugby team mm-hmm. and other shit like that, right? And so just want to uh, put this put this right here for us to 
to dissect because this is something that we've mentioned before of in just how in our community, rape, molestation, a lot of these, a lot of these um, horrible, you know, acts have, mm-hmm. are common in our community, mm-hmm. and how the perpetrators are not held accountable. Right, yeah. Right, and so I just want to uh, get your thoughts on this whole mm-hmm. situation because... Because, brah. <laughs> brah. Like, tell us, talk about like, how is the community, how is the Fijian <laughs> community responding to this? Like, the Fijian community is like torn in, I don't not even into, like, it's a certain percentage is like f- uh, against Nasila Sila or for the conviction mm-hmm. for him to just be like treated as any other rapist. Mm-hmm. But majority of my people are just like, hey, Mm. Like, just like Moses, he was put into trial, mm. but now you're going to mm. come out stronger. Mm. And I'm like, no. Oh, wow. like, I'm like, Moses was chosen mm. by God. Mm. Nasili Sila lost it and raped somebody. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, you you need to call rape, rape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a friend who just who posted about it and was just call, started calling him out. And he's been getting a lot of hate mm. on it, on um social media on Facebook and Twitter and people are just calling him out for his sexuality and for his race and mm. like how he doesn't know what he's doing and but I'm just like a person raped another person mm-hmm. and he should be in jail right like why glorify him because he is a rugby player a national rugby player and this is why like I just I can't with rugby players. This is general. not the first time, right? It's not. Because like, there's some other stories. Yeah, like Jared Haynes like bid someone's privates <laughs> um, to mm. the point of stitching. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, and like what happened? Nobody knows. Because he is Jared Haynes, the Haynes plane. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, untouchable. Like he is can he... buy my JJ and no one will do nothing about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but really though, Jared. Like, <laughs> But like all these rugby pl- and then all every other rugby play is silent. Like, um, did you hear about the time when um Israel Israel Falau mm, yeah, yeah, was yeah. like um all up in like about his faith against homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we we called him the flam of the yeah. mm. the century. You know what? <laughs> he is the only rugby player that I like. Really? Because he stood up for what he believed in. Mm. Every other rugby player shut their mouths. Mm. Like when it comes to rape, they're shut. Their mouths are shut. When it comes to climate change, when it comes to poverty, when it comes to robbery with violence, when it mm. comes to all this domestic violence, mm. all these rugby players with their celebrity-like status have their mouths shut. Mm. What, do you, what, what do you have to say with it? Like you're playing overseas and you're like repping the country and all this kind mm. of bullshit and you can't even talk for your own people yes, honey. and you end up raping them mm. and then you get away with rape. Freedom. Mm. No, that's not not on my not today, hey. Satan. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Read them for Phil, though. Yeah. Like I just can't with with and then people support the rugby players because they're representing the country. Honey, I represent the country in fashion. Ooh. Y'all don't give me credit. Oh <laughs> come yeah. on. Yes. You know, like there are other people who represent Fiji in the different ways. There are other people who represent um, our, our island nations in right, different right. ways, but they don't get credit. Right. Unless if you play rugby, right. you get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, what's crazy, too, is that, uh, is that 
people are so dismissive of mm. the, the crime that he committed, right? Yeah, so dismissive. And and then even because I didn't hear about the Jared Haynes one either. He did, wasn't he out here for a minute? He yeah, played he, was for in the, the he played for the Niners. Yeah. And well, then he went uh, back. <laughs> yeah, my, my friends, I ha- I. I remember when he came out here, all the Fijian, there was a big Fijian mm-hmm. uh, celebration for him and the community welcomed him and did the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy is that the the girl that he bit the vagina, like he, she pretty much reached out to him and just, you know, tried to politely work it out, like saying you hurt me, but he was like, fuck off. So what it was like, dick. what the hell? Mm-hmm. So. I was so disappointed with my friends because um with some of my friends because when the news broke, like my friends was like, if you needed a vagina to buy, you should have come to me. I was like, that is just contributing to like mutilation. You know, yeah. you're supporting mutilation just by saying that. I'm dead. <laughs> you know our people. We we always fucking make a joke out of something. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's it's difficult for me because Jared uh, really, I, I I met Jared twice out here in San Jose. And he, was, he had a great personality. Huh. He was really nice. He was for the people. So, you know, I mean, I everyone put, has I their... put Jared Haynes along with Sonny Bill Williams. You know, they're just like chill. Yeah. Like right next to Dwayne Johnson. You know, like chill. Okay, we got, we like we see you, but we like, you know, we're going to reach out when we can. But like. And then you gotta go bite a vagina, you know. <laughs> Jerry got needs. <laughs> nah, I mean that's some old fucking Fifty Shades of Grey type shit. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? Like you don't know Jared what's over here happening behind fantasy. people's mm. doors and shit like that. But then the public was just like, she was asking for it. See, she was want like yeah. If you want to hang out with the with a hand plane, you better be ready for what's coming. And I, no, you know, no. Like, the woman yeah. is always to blame. That Sheesh. was that was the same case with the, the Nasilisela case. Mm-hmm. The and like people were just going for the the victim mm-hmm. instead of going for Nasilisela. Mm-hmm. They were just oh you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. You must have it must have been your fault. You were you were her side chick, so that's what side chicks get. And that's mm. yeah. <sighs> so what because I, I live in the same area as Nasilisela. Like not like a, like the suburb kind of mm. kind of setting, like the same town as Nasilisila, mm. and the story was that the girl was his side chick, and they were in a drinking party together, and things went south, and then she was pissed off with something, and then she cried wolf, and then she wanted to retract the story, but it was too late. It had reached the high court of Fiji, mm. and then but later on, like the lawyers and everyone was just like looking through the reports and they're like, no, that's not the story. That must have been Nasilisil's story. Mm. It's not the girl's story. And then the girl put out a whole status on Facebook about what really went down and about how she was hurt. Mm. You know, she was just having a shower and he came in and and was like, I want you to have my baby and all this bullshit, Victor, mm-hmm. and walked away. Oh my gosh! See uh, that this whole thing about like the fact that women ask for it, you know, and or even just victims, period, right? Because uh, yeah. something that I think we failed to, you know, 
discussed mm-hmm. too is that like mm-hmm. men are also mm-hmm. uh, victims of rape. I think at a much younger age, but still, it, you know, it could happen uh, to adults. But for the for the most part, right? Women are women are put to shame, put to blame for this act happening to them instead of thinking about like, no, men need to fucking have or be taught right. and instilled in them this sense of like, you do not have the rights to a woman's body. Mm. Right. And the fact that we live in such a, like a patriarchal mm. uh, society uh, where men can have whatever they want. They mm. feel entitled to that. They could do that type of shit to, to women or objectify women's bodies that way. I mean, it makes me think about this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, there's a young woman, a Samoan artist, um, she had tagged us in a couple of her stories this past week mm-hmm. on Instagram about when will the body, the naked body, be seen mm. at, as art again? Or will it ever be? Mm. Um, and I was just, I was saying that, you know, it's up to the eye of the beholder. That's true. And how they see a woman's body, because there could be some people who see that and see it as art. There could be people who see it and objectify it Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. there could be people who see it and feel entitled to it Mm. to be you know behave however they want and yeah let's talk about that justice gounder he's the judge right Mm -hmm. for yeah because that um, article that you sent he um he mentioned that because Nasi Lucila had a unblemished background you know like history Mm. and he was like you know, his character was good up until that moment of him, you know, committing that crime. That's why they should consider him. And it's like, who? Like, yeah. that's the that's crazy, because yeah. when I think of that, I thought of like every terrorist that has been killing people. They've had unblemished character, unblemished character. until that <laughs> act. So it's yeah. like, but <laughs> that judge right there is, is yeah. something special. And um, my friend posted. He's, like, a, he's the Fwami of the. Go ahead. My my friend posted and he was like, um, rape apologists would be like, um, um, who are we to judge? Everyone makes mistakes. Um, why why oh, what's all this? We are all sinners and da 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 da. And everyone will be so forgiving. <coughs> to and then someone else could be like, I'm gay, and the public would be like, burning hell, <laughs> burning <laughs> hell, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's true though. Mm. That is so like yeah. Where's where is the where's, forgiveness? Yeah, the forgiveness is if you're areas. not a celebrity, <laughs> bye bye. Honey. If you're not a rugby no, player, oh yeah. <laughs> if you're not a football player either, <laughs> no, not even for white people. If you're not white, mm. you know, because white people like all them white men who have been acquitted, mm. who have been given a slap on the wrist for raping women. It, it's all about. It's all about status. It's all about skin That's color. That's true. That's true. Uh, the woman I was talking about uh, just a moment ago, her it's a Samoan woman. They showed this picture, uh, or she posted this picture of herself. Um, Sose.Eden on Instagram. Her name is Josie. Here, let me just show you all the picture real quick. Mm. <laughs> Look at, see, objectifying the body. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Admiring it. What? So she's the one that shot it. This girl? is this is her photo. This is the photo of the woman that the artist, the Samoan artist. Her name is V. Mm. Um, she had tagged us in it and was like, you know, will the will the woman's body ever 
be seen as art or the naked body be seen as art right and i feel like that you know just how patriarchy Mm -hmm. and hegemony has been sort of like this this cloud that we all um are not ruled by but kind of see the world by right like is the reason why a lot of men, you know, may feel this way, mm. may feel entitled to uh, women's bodies or to treat women a specific way as if they're built for uh, for the man. So, I mean, I don't know. How, how do y'all feel about this? Hmm. <sighs> See, if we were to put this in the context of, like, how the women in the Mao movement, you know, were kind of exposing their bodies— I feel like it wouldn't be take it wouldn't be sexualized, you know, like the, how the women were just kind of bare chested and they weren't as nude as her because she's showing like the lower body. But I feel like with the Mao movement, the women that were in that picture, <clears throat> I, they were clothed. No, there was a, there was a photo that I seen that they were all kind of in the field. Yeah, two women. Yeah, there were two women that were just just oh, oh. topless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I seen that photo through Jean. And I, you know, I looked at that photo, and I'm, you can't look at that sexually because they're in also, you know, attire. You know, like they 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 have garments under from the from the waist down. So, but they're topless on top. So I don't know, but when I look at that photo, that's a little bit more different from when you kind of put it in context of like culture. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a difficult. That's mm. difficult. Now, if the, she was in the art room and we're doing art. I feel like people can respect that. But if she's just posting like random photos like that. That's I not a random photo though. Right. I think. Yeah. So she but took, people would see photos People will see that. Before caption. Of course. Of yeah. course. While just scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but see, it's like, it's also, so that's what it is. It's like up to the eye of the beholder. The beholder. Because right? you can see percent. that and you feel however you feel, right? Yeah. And if you feel like you're objecting the, objectifying the person you know, will you take a, a another step to see like, okay, what does the caption say? What is this about? And not just about how you feel about it. Right. But on the same token, right? Like I, I was having a conversation with V and I was telling her like, but shit, I'll objectify a man, you know, like I'll objectify mm. dudes, uh, see their bodies and only just think about that, right? Not right. think about them as a whole person. And so like, where does that, well, how does that all come into play? Right. And, it's all about just understanding that we've been conditioned to yeah. see each other this way, see these things this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do we, how do we um, control ourselves? How do we and it's so address crazy, things? Healthy? You know, because growing up in school, and you're like, "This is the male genitalia, and this is the female genitalia, and this is what males look like naked." And then you grow up and it's like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. Damn, you know, like I will social not... media got us all yeah, fucked up, all the way fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because when you think of Kim Kardashian, who puts together that same type of photo shoot, mm. you know, it's not really, it's 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 not really well respected. Yeah, and she's all like posing, and she'll be like, "I'm promoting my lips." <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> oh man, I'm only doing this pose because of my bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> but, my for the ass, likes. but my ass cheeks are out at the same time because I'm promoting the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. man. But yeah, I think back to the Nasi Lasila story and the fact that he has status of a rugby player, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. why folks are folks are just being so dismissive and nonchalant about about his conviction. Yeah. I wonder if they would treat just any old regular dude from the village the same way mm. or not. Like a regular job. I wonder, like, what if Nasilisila came out and said, came out of the closet, really, and was like, I'm gay. What would the public's reaction be? Crucify him. <laughs> <laughs> Even more. Mm-hmm. Just like how you just just like how you said, right? They would forgive him because uh every you know, everybody does bad everybody's a sinner. Mm. Everybody does mistakes. Yeah. But if he were to come out gay, it would be to crucify right. him, right? Because yeah. that is the ultimate sin. The ulti- the biggest sin. Yeah. And everything really goes boils down to the everyone's belief system. You know, I I don't know how much rank or status uh Nasi Lucila holds. Um, where wherever he is, mm. but the the community is is looking at how much he's given. You know what they'll lose financially, what they'll lose just in just so many ways, just mm. in the capacity that he's given. Do you guys think that most of this, um, the comments are based on, um, like how popular it is on social media, like just because a lot of people are supporting his, like are supporting his supporting him mm-hmm. that I feel like I should support him too because it's the trend to support Nasila Sila. Not because he raped somebody, but because he deserves to be out of prison. You know, like, it's just mm. because it's a trend on social media. Mm. Like someone who's not even aware would just like go with the flow. Do you think that's the case? I don't, I don't, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I want to say that, you know, this was pre- like, like in terms of keyboard warriors like you just <laughs> like, you're just, I like that like well, you're, just scrolling, you're just scrolling through and you're like oh, psh, I'm gonna support my sister because she was like supporting I mean there are, that, that that's yeah. true but like, there, there are trolls out there that will you know be in support of the person who so many are opposed to mm. just just to do it just to troll yeah so I feel like there is that but there are people who because of the situation it allows for their beliefs to come out, right? Mm, like, yeah. oh no, this person did so much for our country or this person yeah. is amazing or yeah. this person just had one hiccup. And yeah. so there's room for them to comment on this. But then there's also people like yourself and mm-hmm. so many others who are like, no, hold this motherfucker accountable. Yeah. He should not be given privileges, mm. especially to be training with another fucking team. Like, mm. what does that say to the victim? Mm. What does that say to this culture of rape? Mm-hmm. Right where it's just a slap on the a wrist, and you know you can you can pray it all away and forgive you know forgive the person and move mm-hmm. on. And if someone goes against all of like the masses, people won't pick on your argument. They will pick on you, mm-hmm. where you're from, yeah. your family, your sexuality, your religion, your race. Because they don't have anything else. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any substantiated evidence or proof to mm-hmm. why they're because truth hurts at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> yes Mm-mm. and that is the security that we need <laughs> truth That's the true. truth shall set you free truth the truth <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man I mean all jokes aside it's not a laughing matter but mm. yeah like we gotta you know we gotta do better we gotta hold our people accountable people yeah we gotta talk about it and we gotta be about it and we got to raise up 
good men, mm-hmm. you know, in our communities, good women um, to, you know, I think even just the the ability to come forward and speak about being a victim is, mm. is so tough yeah. and so crucial. And not go with the status quo. Right. Right, right, right. You know, and just say, okay, that's your, that's what you believe mm-hmm. and this is what I believe. Because I feel like as Pacific Islanders, we're all raised communally and we all like our voices depend on what the community mm-hmm. believes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we raise it to the general council <laughs> so i feel like like we like we've carried it on to this to like this kind of spaces right you know when we make decisions we'll always listen to each other what do you think what do you think what do you right, think right, all right. right okay said i'll go with what you think and then we raise it to the to the to the bigger masses and mm. as as that as our collective um, voice yeah. instead of having our own individual voice yeah hi Willie Willie any any last thoughts uh, before we before we go to a break about all the this whole this whole shit I mean you've yeah. already read them for filth but... oh my gosh I think I haven't read them enough but like <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, yeah I I just feel like We need, we as a people need to see who we are, mm. for who we are. Mm. You know, um, call black, black, call white, white, call mm. gray, gray, call purple, purple, and just don't beat around the bush, mm-hmm. you know, and don't make excuses for somebody else's mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, just because somebody else raped somebody doesn't mean he's like a saint and was like, okay, I forgive you. You know, you can part the Red Sea after this because mm. God called, no, nada, in Nidgyara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call black, black, call white, white. The truth is truth, a lie is a lie. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And rape is rape. Mm-hmm. And rape is rape. Mm-hmm. And biting a vagina is biting a vagina. <laughs> wow. No matter how many <laughs> no matter how many tries you score. Okay. <laughs> mm, rape will be Try rape again. at the end of the day. <sighs> mm. Lord bless my heart. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's just, it's just damn near impossible to just kind of go against the system, you know, like mm. that. The, that's how um, the things have been programmed for for years, right? Mm. In Fiji and Samoa, it's like justice is not is different there, you know. Different. So I just and like I just can't understand like how people we can classify rape. <laughs> You're like, your rape is different from this one's rape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, everything boils down to the, pe- the people's belief system. Mm. So the people are just going to judge according to... But there's so many stories coming out, you know? Like, mm. I'm always kept up to date about which uh, official or higher up mm. in the community uh, has been accused of rape especially in Samoa, you know, mm. and again, I know we've mentioned this before, but, you know, Daisha is a huge right. advocate. Afrotena is a huge af- advocate of like, um, calling black, black, right. Calling mm. white, white, uh, uh, with just all these rapists that are coming, that come up, um, uh, all these cases that come up from Samoa. Right. And, and we know that it's not only just happening in the islands, it happens in our, you know, homes over here in the States. Yeah. Um, too often, right? Mm. And and too often it goes unreported. It it's not addressed. It's mm. kept under the rug. 
you know, and the victims are not given the same kind of highlight, right? And this really mm. fucks with people's uh, mental health mm. for forever, for the for a lifetime. And so, how do we how do we support them, right? They're the most important factors in these cases. And what mm. what services are they getting given? What kind of love and security are they given mm. from the community? You know, like for the community to fucking uplift the rapist and be like, oh, it was a mistake and, you know, you could forgive and da 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 da, da. Mm. That's bullshit. Fuck that. Do better. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. Right? <laughs> I don't know about forgiveness. Uh, You know, sometimes forgiveness don't got to be dished out, you mm-hmm. know? Like just fucking... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yo. uh, (sighs) Shit. I know we could go to town uh, with this topic. Um, If y'all got any thoughts out there, you know, feel free to tap in with us and let us know what you think. Uh, But tap in with these community announcements and we'll be right back. Yo, 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 yo. What's popping for the culture, family, friends, and community worldwide? This is your boy, Spoolu from Oakland, California, Tongan, Oakland native. I'm here to promote my shoes that I got to co-create with Nike Cultivator. And my shoe was inspired by Ohana Advocacy and Knowledge, which the name of the shoe is named Oak. And the shoe is only a limited edition. So you have until now, until the 11th of this month to cop your shoes and if you want more information about the work that i do follow me on instagram at spoolunism s-p-u-l-u-n-i-s-m and that's the same handle for both instagram twitter facebook tiktok snapchat and all the above so look for me also on YouTube. All right. Yee. Peace, love, and joy. Hope to see you soon. Bye. All right. We're going to go into our ICU segment. This is one of my favorite, favorite segments because we get to recognize uh, our people that are doing great work in our communities, out there in the world. So, um, yeah, this is our time to just uh, just go around and just recognize some beautiful brown people. Uh, I'll go first. I want to recognize my good, good friend. He's like a brother. His name is Fauzi. Uh, he goes by the name of Jeremiah Laupepe. He has an amazing story, and I shared it with you earlier. He, uh, was, he's been in prison for 10 years. He just recently got out. Actually, October 11th was his one year of being mm. out of prison. So we, they just recently celebrated. But um, he had a lot of training in the, uh, while he was in prison, and he got certified. To be a he, to be a personal trainer when he was in prison. Nice. So he came out, got a job quickly, and now he is a certified trainer out in uh, San Francisco at a gym called Fit Gym, um, and he's just doing major major work. He's also emceeing. He's just he's just been hitting the floor running ever since he got out, That's and he's just up. doing great things. And I just want to recognize him because he's just all about positivity. He he he's so he's hilarious on social media. You guys got to follow him. He's just totally new to like um, technology, so he doesn't really know what he's doing. But 
I just want to recognize Jeremiah Lal Pepe. Hopefully we get to have you in and uh, chop it up with you. But um, we just want to say we see you. We see you doing great things as his personal trainer, as an MC, as just a, an amazing influence in our community. So Jeremiah Lal Pepe, a.k.a. Fauzi Wowzy, I see you. Anyone else? You want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'd like to recognize my really good Judy from Fiji. Um, she passed away recently. Her name is Fina Matewai. And um, sorry. It's okay. Don't be sorry. <laughs> um, she was she was with me when I started my journey as a fashion designer, and um, just being that that really good Judy that was just by her side. Like she knew the hustle that I was going through. Mm. She knew like I was sleeping on floors of friends. I slept at her place and, mm. and just trying to get outfits together from scratch to enter competitions and to just get recognized by um, the organizers and finally get picked to dress contestants and take them to the South Pacific pageant. And one of her really, really, one of her advice that really um, always gets to me is like, you need to stop being too kind-hearted and you need to focus on yourself. And my trip to America was just like one of those times I was just said, fuck it. Let me, I'm mm. going to focus on me. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to make connections. And then fish goes and dies on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just, mm. just when we were just like planning, <coughs> planning stuff. And like we were going, next year is the Arts Pacific Festival, the Pacific Arts Festival in Hawaii. And we were going to meet. Mm. And Finau is just such a talented uh, dancer, traditional dancer. She's um, a tapa printer. She's a mat weaver. She's an amazing classical soprano singer. And every time I have a contestant and I need her to dance traditional at like showcases, she's my go-to person. And mm. it's so heartbreaking that at this moment in time, and I really, really need her like, to confide in her because I'm like really making connections. I'm, I'm meeting you here in America and I'll, she's the one that I'd be um, calling up to say like, I'm, we're, we're getting it together, Fee. Mm. And yeah, and she's no longer with me. And it, it breaks my heart so much that when I'm going back to Fiji, that mm. she won't be there to see. Mm. <laughs> but like you said, yeah, you know, yeah, we're getting places. Mm. So, <laughs> Fina Matewai, mm. I see you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just want to say she's with you. She's your ancestor now, mm. and you carry your ancestors with you. So she'll always be with you. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my ICU this week uh, goes out to Josie, Josie Oloi Toa. Uh, she's the woman who I was mentioning earlier, uh, who, who did the um, the photo, the nude photo, um, and I just wanted to recognize her because it took a lot of bravery and a lot of grit and a lot of nerve to put this photo out there to be seen by the by the masses. And so just really quickly, I want to read the post uh, because just how we were mentioning earlier about like how we can see this photo and receive it in so many different ways. Um, Here is how Josie seen it. And then this is all quoted. Uh, Pepe Sose at her first nude shoot. The tea is I haven't always been comfortable in this vessel. The journey of loving this bitch is ongoing. What makes it harder is having uglies send unsolicited dick pics 
and assuming I'm down to fuck every time I exercise autonomy over my body. It's not flattering. It doesn't turn me on. It's rapey as fuck. My agency is not an invitation. My nudity is not consent. My left labia could be dangling in your face, and it still doesn't mean I want to smash, unless I explicitly say so. It's exhausting having to remind people of this at our age, and as some as someone who has been sexually assaulted, I am especially tired. Every nude I take and every body I've laid with since uh, has been my reclamation. This bitch is mine. Screenshot and admire it from afar unless I say otherwise. And I mean, not only the bravery and the nerve and the grit uh, to be in this image, uh, how she is, but even the words, I really, uh, I really receive it. You know, and so I, I feel like this just deserves uh, so much recognition, you know, mm -hmm. and even thinking about, I, I thank uh, V for bringing this to my attention and posing that conversation um, because it's just, you know, something for us to be reminded of and to consistently be reminded of mm -hmm. is that a woman's body is... is um, it's like the ultimate vessel, right? Because mm. it's the giver of life. Mm. Um, it it nurtures and it produces so mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. you know, especially for us men, right? Like that is why we are even here on this earth. And so to always treat women and their bodies with respect and with dignity mm. and with uh, integrity. It's mm. not yours mm. for... The taking it's not yours for the touching um consent is crucial mm. and i want to uh, recommend that if you haven't seen this film <laughs> that is a huge lesson to adults especially men uh to see that movie good boys because mm. uh, consent is a huge theme um and so all of that to say uh that you know this person is just amazing. Josie Oloi To'a. Sorry if I'm butchering that. I see you. Mm. Nice. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. Y'all go ahead and tap into our announcements, and we will be right back. Salmon Solutions would like to invite you to join us for the ninth annual 5K Turkey Trot for Charity happening November 23rd, 2019 at Brisbane Marina. Online registration is open now at www.5kturkeytrot2019.bpt.me. You can also find the registration at our event website at www.tinyurl.com slash ssturkeytrot. This event is brought to you by Asian American Recovery Services, HealthRight360, Kaiser Permanente, Poly by Design, Sauce Nails, Nakoa Leather Company, Trader Joe's, For the Cultures Podcast, Toa Strength, T5 Moana, Dance Group, and Ainga Fitness. 
Talofa Showalofa. This is your girl Afro Tainit. And if you're looking for a podcast that has a Pasifika lens with a little bit of black cocosan more on it, then go ahead and go to SoundCloud and look up Afro Tainit, A F R O T E I N E, and you'll find the real Totala. I'm going to give you the capital T in the real Totala. All right, finally, down to our Chop It Up section. Hey, <laughs> we are excited to chop it up with Epeli. Epeli's up in the building, our wonderful dancer, fashion designer, um, drag queen. And what else? I feel like, and um, I feel like you're something else too. Oh, are you? Aerialist? You're a singer, yeah? Yeah, I am. You want me to break up your can you, can you hit? Can you break down? Give us, <laughs> give us a sample. Okay, hold okay. on. Um, what song shall. Um, Okay, so I'm a like, I'm a I'm a I love my gospel music. Okay, so I'm gonna share something. With, um, the Father has a plan, though it's a hard mm. to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone, but He is there, no doubt. When mm. the storms around you rages and you're tossed to and fro. When you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go, stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. Okay. Woo! Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at that voice control. <laughs> Yo, I could tell you was uh, trained. Okay? Yes. Oh, Your breathing you. was right. Look at merci, that. Merci thank you. <laughs> Like I said, we're excited to have Epelu with us in the studio today. And um, yeah, we're just going to chop it up with you. We're going to get to know everything about you, hopefully before we leave. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, first and foremost, one of the questions I had um, was, how do you identify? The people want to know. That's always been like a hard question to answer. Okay. Because like, um, it's, it's just like growing up and people are always like, are you a boy or are you a girl? And I'll be like staring at them and like, I'm marrying an Ife Kanga and like I'm marrying, you know, in front of you with a shirt tucked in and everything. And I like, I identify as boy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but you act like a girl. So you should be a girl. And in my head, it's just like mind boggling. Like I really didn't know how to um, really find my identity until mm. I started, until I started going into the arts. Mm. specifically dance mm. and um with dance i was just like thrown different um thrown into different um genres mm. and and like sometimes for polynesian dancing i was always given the male character where i had mm. to like act max masculine and like, and i felt so comfortable with it right. like having a female partner and like lifting her and like dancing around and like um do you deliver a masculine yeah mm. i do and um and also like going into traditional Fijian dancing and then like portraying that masculinity as well. That masculine and realness. Masculine <laughs> realness. <Yes. Yes. laughs> 
<laughs> and then from then on transitioning like going into ballet and ballet mm. is just like also grand and yeah. just very like soft and flowy mm. and then sometimes you know when you're like rehearsing on the side and you, then you do the girls part and you'd be like oh my god this is so me <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like drag and it's like a whole different a whole different like genre altogether mm-hmm. and it's just like expressing yourself like for like the femininity the little girl that you are on the inside <laughs> yeah and so like when it comes to like my identity like i identify as queer mm. meaning like i can be i can you can my pronouns can be he or she depending on like the my character at that moment in mm. time mm-hmm. you know like and you can just sense it like yeah. even when i'm hanging around friends they can just like They'll know when. They'll know then, she, yeah. and they'll know he. Yeah, yes. they'll know when the character is the he, and then yeah. Is that right, Josie? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. Nice. I mean, which keeps it exciting, right? Yeah. And like, I'm an artist, so yeah. like, you're not you, one note. Yeah, yeah. You're mm. all the notes in the rainbow. All the do re mi fa sol la to do. <laughs> all those <What> notes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. So, so, like, just talk about, like, can we talk about just how it was for you, like, just during that time of just um, family members or friends asking, like, hey, Billy, are you a boy or a girl? Did that, mm. that did that ever affect you? Did it ever bother you? Did it ever, was it ever, like, traumatic for you? Or was it just like, I don't give a shit? Oh, but, um, growing up, I was always beaten up. Like, the, like I think the girl in me was always being <laughs> physically mm. beaten up. And um, um, just having to be like, having to like say, you're a boy. It's that punch. And if I'm out late at night, I come back and it's like, um, you're into prostitution. Mm. You know, because like then when you're gay, it's either you're a hairdresser or you're a prostitute. Mm -hmm. And like, and you're out at night and like people connect the dots and you're out in the bush. Yeah, it's <laughs> either or, right? you know. How old were you when you when you just kind of felt that, wait a minute, they're calling you a boy, but that doesn't resonate with me. Like how old were you when you discovered that? I think I was like really, really young. Like way like girl, I was watching Thumbelina <laughs> and the Little Mermaid and I was like I am Ariel <laughs> okay well, well, well riddle me this okay uh-huh. riddle me this because um, we you know last week we had a good friend of ours Ruby on the show oh yeah yeah and Ruby was really emphasizing mm. the fact that you know being bo- to be born this way uh, is not a choice right like mm. we we don't choose yeah. uh, to be gay or uh, queer or trans, right? Like we're born this way. Mm. Um, so do you do you believe that you were born this way? I mean, yes, of course. <laughs> In school, like people come, why are you acting like that? Why why can't you be a boy? It's like, mm. hey, like when I was born, nobody gave me a paper to sign and be like, take boy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. None of that happened. You know, like mm. this is what you're getting. Yeah, like accept it. Yes, mm. I love it. And like, um, because because like my character is very fluid Mm -hmm. Mm. like when i chill with my brothers i'm like yo i'm a bro like we're gonna do this we're gonna drink till monday (laughs) yeah and i and i think like my cousins and everybody like really are drawn to me because they can share their deepest secrets and like they know that i won't and then my other cousin my female cousins they're all hey (laughs) i'm gonna dip into your wardrobe and because you're fashion designer we'll find dresses in there Well, I know. So in Tonga, you know the the queer community, uh, or just 
Yeah, the women they're called ladies, right? Mm-hmm. In Samoa they're called fafafingis. Mm-hmm. So in uh, Fiji, what what are vivia lewa? Vivia lewa. Yeah, mm. vivia lewa. Mm. That's that's really interesting. Like that's it. sexy. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. So like it's similar to fafafingis. So fafafakaliti. Um, so fakaliti is like a lady, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. vivia lewa is like a girl. Mm. Oh, okay. Because what yeah. we learned uh, when we had um, uh, Chief on the show, when we had mm. Geosifa on the show, was that a new term that the the Tongan community is uh, working with is just to drop the fucker and yeah. and just embrace Leiti, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. right? And and just all of these terms, right? Like I wonder, I always wonder what the indigenous indigeneity of it was for our people because you know we our people have our queer community our uh fafa fingi lady is it vivi vivi yeah like like we, an equivalent <laughs> an equivalent to vivi would mean gauri which is like what everyone uses mm-hmm. but then a lot of people take offense to it because mm. it's like at the same level as calling someone a pufta Oh, pufta! I've heard that, and yeah. that's from news. Or that's what is, a, what is a pufta? pufta? Is like um slang, like fag. Oh, okay. Like, like, like a, I would take like you if you call me Vivalawa, I'd accept it. If you call me Gary, I'd be like, okay, let's fight. It's like girl. a derogatory. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think folks are like in the Tongan community taking fagaliti offensively, just the mm. same as. Mm. I mean, I know this to be true on both ends for Samoans in terms of like, uh, the word mala. Mm. You know, I know that um. You know, uh, the Fafafinga community, they use, they, they use that term. But I think if other people were to address them as mala, you know, it could be offensive. Mm. Yeah, Because uh, I think the yeah. word derives from mal, uh, malaya, which is uh, to be cursed. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I just wanted to ask that question because I never. Yeah. Like within my friends, like with my gay friends, we'll call each other Gori. But when somebody else, one straight person calls us, girl, I was like, um, we need to have words. Ah, I got it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know, like you, yeah. it's a word that's reclaimed. Mm. <laughs> so I know you already shared it with me earlier mm. this week about your 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 because I asked you about your coming out story, but you you mentioned in our conversation that you really didn't have a coming out story. You no, kind of you just were out. Yeah, <laughs> from the beginning. Let talk talk a little bit about that. I, I well, I said I grew up with my grandparents and. Um, they were always busy, so to like to keep me occupied, I was always given books mm. and um, unlimited access to the video stores where mm-hmm. I can pick my own movies. And I was always fascinated by movies that had um, gigantic costumes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like if it had costumes, it would fascinate me. So I'd pick all those, and just so it happens, like Pride like, and Prejudice, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Thumbelina was there. Yeah. The Little Mermaid was there because the costumes and like all the, like, it fascinated me mm-hmm. and all the and um, I was always soft. I was always like, mm. um, my grandmother's pet. Mm. Like when my grandmother was around, I was untouchable because like mm. I was with her next to the sewing machine. I was with her when she was printing fabric. I was yes. with her in the kitchen baking, mm. and so basically I was groomed as a girl. Mm. you know and just like and then moving on every time family members would come and they'd be like no this is not you but right. I'm but I'd be like um no I live here <laughs> y'all the you know like this is my life right yeah but oh. even like my grand, my grandma and my uh, grandfather would say no 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 you don't do this you don't do that but yeah. I'm 
like. So you didn't ever have to come out and say, hey. No. Was there ever a point where they, uh, like those who tried to correct you, accepted you? Not until I started becoming an accomplished fashion designer. Mm. Because you were... And I worked hard to get that (laughs) name, girl. (laughs) I worked hard to get that name. Like when OT7 was singing, um, have some respect for my name. Put some respect on my name. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, girl, yes, (laughs) sing it. I was living for that song. Yeah, Yeah, I worked hard for that respect. Yeah, And then one... um, um, I always had an uncle who was always on my case, like always like, gave me his fist, left, right, and center. I felt his love mm. and his security. <laughs> yeah. So one time he messaged me on Facebook and was like, I'm so proud of you and I accept you for who you are. Oh, wow. Mm. And my life was just like complete. Then wow. she was complete. <laughs> then Jacqueline. <laughs> but, you, but do you feel like you had, you had to work for that, for him to finally yes. just say, hey, yeah, so did. it took years? Y- yeah. Um, and like when I'm saying yes, I'm meaning just like a few years, like maybe five or six years ago. Wow. Mm. And I started designing in 2009. Oh. That's awesome. That is... So how has it been, you know, just living in your truth? Like what's that been like for you? It's, it has a chat, like that's where I, that's where I like to come. That's where I'm, I like to get into the Jacqueline character mm. because Jacqueline portrays it better than Epeli. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. So who are, who do we have today in the studio? Oh, um, Jacqueline is here. Okay, darling. okay, okay. <laughs> I just had to make sure. Jacqueline is always. <laughs> I should have just. I should've... They're both here at the same right. time. Oh. Hello. Yeah, so like I'm zoning in and out. <laughs> so I forgot to mention that Jacqueline is also in the studio with us. Bonjour. Ça va? Bien, merci. Bonsoir. Yeah, so like I feel like I express myself. I express mm. myself better as Jacqueline. And um, during the drag shows, during when even when I'm interviewed in drag, it's mm. just a whole different persona. It's just a whole different personality. Yeah. And I'm more confident, and I'm more, and I'm just when I post on social media as Jacqueline, it's just totally different. I have no, I have nothing to be shy of. But as a Pelly, mm. I need to be um, mindful that I'm also a fashion designer, mm. and I have like a brand, and um, like my inspiration all comes on into that. In, in line with that mm-hmm. and I was, like you know culture because I'm inspired yeah. by culture and I'm inspired by the Fijian um, um, traditions and all these things so I, I always try and like align it back to that but when it's Jacqueline you know like I can always do whatever and say whatever yes mm, I love it do you think did you so you didn't really have any like struggles going up like growing up as far as like you know just people picking on you because oh, of I your did. sexuality okay can you talk a little bit about that um in in school, people always people always picked on my sexual because I was like weaker. Mm. But at the same time, I was I'm like I I was street smart mm. in the sense that um, if you pick on me, I'm gonna find something that you're weak in, whether mm. it be academic, and I'm gonna come for you. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I was always writing essays for people because <laughs> I was good in English. I was always writing, and I was getting paid for it. Mm. So like all throughout, I was, I, I would get like respect in, within right. the within, within schools. So. Yeah, but outside of school, like the the taunting, mm. the name the teasing, calling, the bullying, on, yeah, yeah, like. 
just like walking past and getting yeah, shoved. It's always been, it was always around you. You just mm. never paid attention to it. No, I didn't. Oh, that's when did you start? At what age? When did you start like actually dressing as Jacqueline? Like, what was the age you started? Not even Jacqueline, just as like you know, more girly stuff. Like, what oh, age was this? Um, say about. Thirteen, fourteen. Oh, that's when in, you were comfortable in dressing like a girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in high school, mm-hmm. and when I was in high school, I ruled high school. Yes, <laughs> like I said, I was street smart. <laughs> yeah. Like I would find you was out a hustler. You sound um, like a hustler. I, mean, I would find out who the bad dog was, <laughs> and I will find. Like, I would. That's find, some prison shit. Hold on. <laughs> I would find a way to break him. Yeah. Or like get around, like get around, like if he was weak in English, I would go to his English teacher. <laughs> oh my god! If he was bad at math, I would go to the math teacher and be like, um, he's bad at math. Like I can, I can make this happen for him, but he needs to do this for me. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I like even like the prince. I can come late to school, like, and no one would say anything. Hmm. Mm. So when you just you just what woke up and said, you know, what, I'm gonna. Put I just woke up one say in my my hair. I'm gonna put. But tighten up my shirt. Worse. I woke up Worse? one morning. Woke up one morning and went to the prince. Like we need to form a cheerleading group. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I That's what's up. And so, how will that benefit the school? The South Pacific Games is here, and like we need to find a country to support. And then, like I can teach everybody the dances, and like I can get people. <laughs> yes. And do they do they take that mm-hmm. up? Oh, I love it. And I was the only girl in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Even um we'd have this thing called library week. Mm-hmm. And the teachers would come and like be I I convinced the teachers that I was a better MC. Oh. So I MC the whole library week. Oh, so you got that mouthpiece. You just What that mouth do though? <laughs> It oh saves lives. <laughs> yeah. So there was bullying, but like I was just above all of the bullying because I knew like I love that's it. what's up. Mm. You just rise above everything. In huh? my head, in my in my head of heads. Head of heads. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm the Joseph from the Bible. Like one day I y'all love bitches the biblical references. One day y'all bitches will be bowing down to me. This yes. Fool. And I would be making it rain. In for your you. rainbow coat. Right. <laughs> yes. 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 This fool. In, in your heads of heads. How's your head? <laughs> Oh, how's your head? It do take head. <laughs> <laughs> really, head really and truly. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, I watched too many RuPaul for this shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about fashion. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Well, how'd you get started? So like I said, my grandma, my grandma is like my muse. Or like the one that got me started into it. Like I said, I was always next to when she was sewing or when she was printing onto fabric. Or when she was going to the church just to like do floral arrangements or to mm. decorate the church, I was there. And so in my um, growing up uh, in school, you know, in every book there'd be a margin. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> up across from the margin belonged to the teachers, mm-hmm. but within the margin was Epeli's drawings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, and every time you ruled off below the rule below the ruled off line was all my drawings and all my sketches and. I've never and uh, until two thousand and uh, until two, I mean two thousand and nine was the was the year that I really like <coughs> brought these drawings to life and just be like because I entered a pageant, mm. a male pageant, mm. and it was called the Hibiscus Kings. 
and I was like, okay, so I need a costume. I and love I, that. I and love I want, that. And I want to like look unique. And so, I mean, like I've been drawing it. Might as well um, put sketches to fabric. Right, yeah. Nice. So I designed my whole entire wardrobe. And then after that, I was like, okay, I went to the pageant system. Maybe I can do the same thing, but for a female. Mm. So the following year, I found a good, <coughs> I found another good Judy. Her name was Sarah, and then um, I asked her to enter, and I was like, "Hey, I got all this pageant experience, but it's no different from the female category, and I can give you all the tips and tricks, and mm. then I know what to, what to do to get you to win this thing." Mm. And we, my goal was to dress her for the South Pacific pageant, right? Yeah, and I did dress her for the local pageant. She won. She represented Fiji. Yes that year but she didn't win but i was still so proud that i dressed her for the pacific pageant right whilst all of that the committee recognized my work and mm-hmm. said next year whoever you dress if they win we're taking you to samoa nice mm. and so then they won yeah because so, you went to samoa yeah nice and nice. then just to, and then just to have like when my girl won, they didn't have the bu- they didn't have the budget. They were like, "Oh, we'll just take you, and we'll take Epeli schools, just like the previous year." But my girl was like, "No, no, mm-hmm. we need to take Epeli mm-hmm. by hook or by crook." <laughs> yeah. yes. So I owe a lot to this contestant of mine. Her name is Alice. Mm. Yeah, she made it happen. Like she really pushed for me to go, and we made it to Samoa. Like there was no budget for me. I was sleeping on the floor in the hotel room, putting together her wardrobe, and she won the Miss South Pacific pageant. Yes, she Miss South Pacific pageant title in 2011. Oh my gosh, we forgot to mention that you're only out here in California just visiting, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna be leaving to Fiji soon, right? Soon. And you're out here for f- just visiting family or looking for a sugar daddy, darling. <laughs> okay, let's spend the journey. <laughs> what are we looking for in a sugar? Daddy. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm visiting family and mm-hmm. um m- uh, mainly just trying to break into the US market too. There's a big um Pacific community here mm-hmm. and I feel like not a lot of um the Pacific designers have like really really n- mm-hmm. tapped into tapped the in Pacific here, community. Right. Yeah, as of, as compared to Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Like they be doing fashion shows out of their ears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Pacific yeah. Runway, I've been following that. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. And I'm like, I'm trying to see who can do a similar Pacific Runway kind of thing. Yeah. That we can just get designed. Because <laughs> they, there's Afa Alu in um, Salt Lake, Utah. Mm-hmm. There's Afa Alu in Utah. There's Kini Zamora in Hawaii. Um, there's another designer in San Francisco. And they're all Pacific Islanders. Untapped here in America. Mm. And... America is the land of opportunities, and there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's why I'm here, mm-hmm. just to see like how I can um, extend my brand. Okay, can we be expecting a fashion show before you leave to Fiji? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that in the works? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Do you need any models? No, we'll talk about that. After. <laughs> you, uh, but what brought you out here, though? Right? Because wasn't it something connected to Fiji Day? Mm-hmm. I came um, to dance traditional dance at the the Naita Siri Day in um, Sacramento mm. and then there was another Televu Day but also I stayed on longer because there was um, a fashion show in conjunction with the Fiji Independence Day on mm. October 10th mm. so and I showcased a collection oh nice oh yeah. nice and so the same collection I'm uh, 
I'm going to be selling from a um, boutique in Modesto. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm doing a little pop-up on the 16th of this month. Of, uh, of November. November. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is the Fijian community Let us know. big in Modesto? Um, no. Oh, Santa Rosa. I'm, 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 Santa Rosa? Yeah, Santa Rosa oh, wow. and Sacramento. Mm. Yeah, and Sacramento too, yeah. Yeah, let us know. We'll definitely uh, pop up. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've heard you mention a lot, though, about... Um, being inspired by culture, mm-hmm. right, with your fashion. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to ask you, like, how do you see culture and f- um, fashion fusing? And and uh, maybe speaking about, like, is that that's part of your brand, right, is, mm-hmm. is culture and fashion fusing. So just tell us a little bit. Um, one of the, one of the, a, a part of my culture that really inspires me a lot is the art of tattooing, mm. and um, there's a story of Andivilewasa. She was the first maiden, um, and she was the daughter of the snake god. She was the first maiden in Fiji from mm. uh, from uh, the province of Ra to get her tattoo or her tattoo. And um, and then the legend goes on to say the two sisters from Samoa came and and also took that concept to Samoa. And um, the legend said that it was when they when they took it, it was they they were given a chant mm-hmm. to tattoo the women, not the men. Mm-hmm. And along the way, they they got hungry and they saw um, a clam, mm-hmm. and they dove down. Yeah, and when they didn't get it, and after they had their meal, their chant changed mm-hmm. tattoo the men, not the women. Yep. Yeah. So by the time they reached Samoa, they like the similar, the similar way of tattoo. Um, went to the someone men, right? Yeah, and then t- later on they found like, okay, it's the women. Okay, let's do it. Let's do something similar for the women as well. Uh, the, the, their names are uh, Taima and Tilafaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just watched that film, and so that that inspires me a lot. Like in the the stories I've been told and what I've read online is that when you be, when you come of age and you get that's one thing you look forward to is getting your tattoo. Mm. Is get we call it the vengia. Mm. You, you that's something you look forward to and when you have when you have it and you and you're walking around the village with your you're just like you're like oh my gosh that is the trend mm. like the girl with a new skirt mm. <laughs> or the girl with something new and, and everyone would be just like okay i want to get that done too <clears throat> we just uh yeah uh bex mentioned that we just seen a film it's called marks of mana mm-hmm. and it was uh the u.s um <coughs> premiere of it at the mm-hmm. um, San Francisco City College of San Francisco. Oh, I, that was never done yet. But it was at City College um, for their Talanoa series. And I thought it was just going to be about the Samoan Tatao, but there were so many other gifts in the film. And one of the gifts was about um, the little bit of knowledge that they have of ancient tattooing in Fiji. And they told us about how, or in the film it told us about how the the women you know their their private parts is where they receive the tattoo because mm-hmm. it was like the mm-hmm. you know the center of life is that is that similar to what you're speaking about is that that's where the yeah. tattoo yeah. was placed wow. and and then over the tattoo you would have um something called the liku like a little mini skirt mm. and it's just and it barely covers the tattoo it just leaves like room for imagination mm. and Im- like that's what fuels my imagination like that was like the dressing then. Mm, like, how can we take right. those prints and like dress up a girl mm. and make her like have that same have that same feeling? Like when she walks through a crowd, everyone was like, "I can't wait to wear it." Yeah, 
you know, like I can't wait to get my hands on that dress. I can't wait to like also don <laughs> that tattoo or don. So like that same concept just like feels um, like my design aesthetic. Oh, I love it. And like uh, m- most of my clothes is just fitted, and like I like seeing like how it just hugs the hugs a yeah. girl uh, or, or a guy, and like just seeing the the prints, the motifs on the body. Mm. And so, taking that concept and mixing it with like the westernization of of like the couture gowns, like um mm. seeing Chanel, Dolce and Gabbana, and <laughs> um Balmain, and how they construct their garments. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking. What if that was Siapo? Or what if, yes. that, was, what if that was Ngatu with all mm. those prints going running it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where I want to be at, but with my culture with me. That's mm. right. Man. That's right. I love it. I'm so inspired. What are, the, what are some of the challenges, if you have any, or if you, can, if you stumbled across any challenges, but what are some of the challenges of being a fashion designer in the Pacific? Mm. Um, one of the challenges of being a Pacific uh, of being a designer in the Pacific Islands is not being able to access the right resources or like because coming here and I'm like looking I'm going to shops like um, Brightex and Joann's mm. yeah 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 and Walmart and like seeing like all the like going to the sewing section and seeing the different like there's a there's a left handed scissors mm-hmm. and I'm left handed okay <laughs> and, and I've been lied to my whole life <laughs> Yeah. You gotta uh, pack you a whole bunch of those up before mm. you go. And like seeing seeing all the all the instruments that I see on on YouTube and like they're all here at Walmart. You can just walk up there and it's like right. two dollars. And I'm mm. like, I wish I had this back home in Fiji. You know, it just make life easier. But at the same time, your weaknesses are your strengths. So mm. so even though it's it was a challenge, I've learned to like make use of what I have around me. Yes. And it's just like about being resourceful. And yes. And that's what makes us Pacific Islanders who we are, you know, in Absolutely. the sense that we go through shit, mm-hmm. but we're so resilient and like we can yes. make something happen. Yes. You know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Come on. If you could share one career highlight, what would it what would that be? Oh my gosh. Mm. So um my the just like finally releasing collections at Fiji Fashion Week mm. and then like having all that recognition in pageants and then all of a sudden you get the some um the the director for Fiji Fashion Week calls up and says hey Epeli <laughs> we're going to the States and we're doing um LA Fashion Week Ooh. do you want to come and I was like are you asking what what am I going to do like yeah um, just bring bring Apparently, bring Quiviti, and, and then we'll go and showcase it at right. LA Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. That's it. I really didn't think that it was mm. the LA Fashion Week, and mm. like the stage we showed, the same place that we showed in on the same day on the red carpet was Rebel Wilson and Chris Hemsworth. Mm. The, the same thing that we were showing. It was m- so mind blowing. It was in LA. It was my f- second time in America. Oh wow! And um, I got to work with like professional hair and Some, makeup artists, right? And just like coming from Fiji, like you, of course, I worked at Fiji Fashion Week backstage, and everything was just like so um, overwhelming backstage. You know, like you you see everything online, mm. like you see Victoria's Secret, and it's like, okay, I got the model here. I'm sending her in, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, just like living that. off Victoria's Secret, literally, <laughs> <laughs> and just to be 
backstage at LA Fashion Week and just looking at all these makeup artists. Wow. Before um Fiji Showcase, before the Fiji Designer Showcase, there was an international designer before us. And he turned around and he saw one of the models and her hair and makeup was wrong. Mm. And he just pointed, her hair and makeup is wrong. And I saw about 10 people just uh, go to her, yeah. attend her. And, and um, the head makeup artist was like, hold your arms out, darling. And she just held her arms out and they changed her. Entire hair and makeup and outfit on the spot. And just as they were done, it was time for her to walk. And I was like, shit, this is some <laughs> Naomi Campbell shit right now. <laughs> some glam some shit. Some glam oh, shit. Yes. Like, can you come back here and put me in that dress? <laughs> and tell me to hold my arms out. <laughs> yeah, Stressful. So that was one of the highlights of like my career. Yeah. Mm. What? And if there would be another one, it would be like representing Fiji at the Pacific Arts Festival in Guam. Wow. And... um. The fashion show was, and I took the story of the tattooing to Guam. Mm-hmm. So when we arrived, um, the the Cook Islanders were getting dressed, the Cook Island models were getting dressed, the Tahitian models were getting dressed, and the photographers were, <coughs> were like <coughs> all over them, like covering them, and da da da. <coughs> and I was like, how do I make them focus on Fiji? Mm. So I was like, took off all my clothes. Well, not all. <laughs> grabbed a piece of uh, tapa wrapped it around my waist mm-hmm. and then I started doing belly stretches right in the center <laughs> right in the center doing belly stretches and all of a sudden someone's like excuse me what are you who are you I'm a fashion designer yes yeah all the belly techniques and everything I'm a fashion designer from Fiji <laughs> and that is my collection points over to collection and the media goes to the Slay. Fiji. Freaking, you're <laughs> smooth. I honey. told you I'm a hustler. See, you a hustler. Yeah. You a hustler. So the media was like coconut wireless and everyone was just like on the <laughs> on my models and everything. And right after the show, the board of directors for the board of the, the committee or whatever for the arts festival like all met and they was like, Fiji needs to show again. Yeah. Mm. So out of all the countries that were at the Pacific Arts Festival, Fiji showcase. We I did the fashion show again. You for did that. Fiji. What's your That's least favorite thing yeah. about? And them? I didn't even need to score any tries. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to try. You just I didn't did even, it. Yeah, I didn't even need to run with a rugby ball in my hand. All I did was belly stretches, <laughs> and I represented my nation. <laughs> Do you have oil all over your body or no? Oh, yeah. That song and flag bearer got nothing on me. <laughs> Naturally glistening. Oh man. What's I mean, I probably you probably don't have anything that's kind of like an obstacle, but what's your least favorite thing about being a fashion designer, if you have anything? Oh my my least Favorite thing about being a fashion designer is working with men. Mm. There is big AF. Like the shirt can be delivered, and they be like, "Um, the sleeve is like a quarter inch short." And then, like, calm the, down, girl. <laughs> are you the real girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the menses are always the hot toughest clients. No, because the women, like, if I get something wrong, I can always fix it. But the men, like, <coughs> once you get it wrong for a guy, it's wrong for life. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I so, can do that. 
So I'm always like very careful when I work with a male client. Mm, I could see mm. that. Okay. Very extremely, extremely careful. <laughs> <laughs> Would you date one of your fashion models? No. What? Huh? <laughs> oh, you have. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What makes you think I'm not dating one right now? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, man. What advice would you give to those who are trying to break into this industry? Oh, my gosh. Your only, your only obstacle is yourself. Mm-hmm. You, can only, you can only go far as... Um, a bit. Um, one advice that my friend always gave me was there is no box. To think outside of when it mm. comes to like when it comes to the arts you don't need to think outside of any box because there is no box right mm. like if you put a box if you create yourself a box to think outside of that is your limitation and you are your own you are the one that will only pull you back if you want to break into the fashion industry go for it like put yourself in put yourself in places where you will get you'll get the network um for me, when I like started going into fashion, I just didn't. It wasn't about just creating pieces and like bringing them to life. It was also about like being in certain places where I would meet with another designer who yeah. would introduce me to another designer. Right, you, who, it's yeah. about knowing how to position yourself. Yeah, mm. and it's just being at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Mm. Because if not, like well, like what I said, you are your own limitation. Yeah, and that and I. I, I, the hell it resonates with me because I know that I've been my own biggest limitation in the field that I wanted to break into. And I hella receive what you're saying. And so I'm in, it's not connected to fashion, yeah. but it's applicable. Mm. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. That's a good word. Thank you. I know. <clears throat> I want to um, just uh, switch lanes a bit. Um, to tap in with something that I know is very near and dear to your heart um, because it's something that is very important to our nations Mm. in the Pacific um, is climate change, Mm -hmm. right? And so I just wanted to um, go there for a moment because I know that you told us that um, you do a lot of work around climate change. And so just tell us what it's been like being being on the front lines of the climate change warriors. As um, one of the cli- the climate change warriors, climate warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm at the forefront of the fight, but I do what um, a, a really good friend of mine. He's he's so passionate. He's so he's like um, so so passionate about climate change and about the fight against uh, to end the to end the age of fossil fuels. His name is Fenton Lutonatambua. And I told Fenton one time, like, I can, I cannot be that voice. I can, mm. I cannot fight with you in front. What I can give you is my talent. And I like as much as as much as I am passionate about climate change, and as much as I want to um, do a lot of stuff for the movement, I offer my talent and I offer uh, all my skills to you. Make use of it. And so he's always th- um he's always called me up for photo shoots, um to do um um like creative writing and all of these things for the fight against climate change. And I've done a lot of work with him. And recently um, he invited me to be a part of the um, uh, retreat in Fiji where all the Pacific climate warriors gathered and it was called Pacific Power Shift. So we're sort of shifting the power 
so it can like it becomes in our it's in our hands mm. the power is in our hands to make that change <coughs> to end uh, fossil fuels and um also recently there was the global climate um global climate strike mm. where everywhere everyone around the world was just like standing up to end the age of fossil fuels and there was and I I really felt like so connected to the movement because everywhere so like Australia was having marches through the city mm-hmm. um there was one in San Jose there was <coughs> one in uh, Auckland and there was one in Melbourne and even though there was like um the the Palangi gang were like very hand, hands on and very um into it I saw like people in the traditional costumes yeah. on the stage like people were doing the siva uh-huh. some were doing the tolunga and and I was just like that's us that's our that's our people fighting for um our paradise yeah. basically yeah. and um, our home our home and one of my um one of my friends back home in Fiji she's a songwriter and she's a singer as well her name is Mia Kami she wrote a song and, and one of the lyrics one of the lyrics she wrote was like are we going to be the ancestors that our generation deserved mm. Mm. damn <laughs> are we are we going yeah like something along those lines and that hit home for me and I was that like hit me that's, yeah that's that hit me in my now and I was, and I was like yeah like what are we doing like um even our memories of home is like just sand and sea and like running to the beach or just like chilling with friends or grabbing like a few bottles and going for a bonfire by the beach or something and then to think that in the near future our children or people who will come after us will not be able to enjoy the same view right. or the same sea or the same mm. you know or the same weather mm-hmm. for that matter mm. yeah so i was i'm always telling people like i'm i can't I, i'm very uh, i can't put words together string i can't string words together like how you guys can but my talent is what i can offer you guys yeah. Mm. So when there was when Fiji did the strike I was all like up in there like getting people getting artists on board getting the singers getting the dancers on board just like go there please support like um there is no budget but at least like this is one movement that you do not want to miss out on this is one movement that we've all we've always performing for which is the sea the yeah. sea inspires like all of performances and so this is one time the right. sea is calling us mm-hmm. to stand up for her That's beautiful. I I, I feel like even though you may not feel like you're on the mm-hmm. front line, even you doing that and giving your talents is is contributing to the movement, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think uh, it's important for people who have a platform like yourself to even use that as a way to push this message. I know uh, because uh, you are you familiar with the the Tongan model uh Veronica Pomitin? Yeah. She um, She was in Fiji. She, yeah, she's been all over doing big things you know shout out to her mm. um but what's really dope is that she's using the platform she's on to speak about the importance of climate change yeah um and so you know i, I feel like it's important for us as pacifica folks um to you know just use this platform to have this conversation because it impact mm. it's going to impact our right. you know our ancestral lands it impacts our people shit it's impacting us here you know in the um Uh, in America too you know mm. it's just impacting the whole world and climate change is real mm. and so like let's talk about it let's chop it up so yeah. and what really like um 
but really encouraged me more to like m- keep on fighting along with this movement is like seeing people who are outside of the Pacific region mm-hmm. mm. stand during the climate strike. Mm. Yeah. You know, like and just seeing like on the streets of New York, there was like Masi, there was like Tapa, there was mm-hmm. like Matt, there was like Siva dancing on the streets. Um, Pacific Island women walking barefoot through the streets just saying like, our home is in danger mm-hmm. and it's no longer a the climate change is it's no it's a climate strike right. it's a climate crisis sorry it's no longer called climate change it's a climate crisis that crisis, we're in right. mm. yeah <sighs> hey, <Billy. laughs> so much so much we so can much. go on and on, <laughs> on. you could i just wanted to mention that uh, i love how you came into the studio Energy with with Grace Joan realness. Okay, yeah. just came with the you know the those high cheekbones, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the pink lipstick. Or is it purple? Purple. Oh, <laughs> purple. I'm Match the scarf and got the the purple uh, tupenu. Mm-hmm. So what could we expect? Oh, no, what, what do you call it in Fijian? Uh, Sulu. 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 So, what can we expect uh, from your work from fashion designing, like within the next what maybe few months or year? What's what's what are the people gonna expect from you? I I like I was gonna, not gonna give away my plans, but I'm gonna. You can give a little. Uh, give a little, not everything. So apart from Just give the, us a taste. Yeah. <laughs> a lick is what I'll give you. <laughs> Um, so while I'm here in America, I want um, I'm gonna do the pop up uh, pop up shop at um, Bodesto. Nice. And hopefully I'll I can do a fashion show maybe at Tiki Pete's if yes. if, if everything goes well mm-hmm. with planning. Um, in May Fiji Fashion Week will happen, and I want to showcase a collection of menswear. So um just being in America like I. One of the reasons why I came was just so that I can be inspired and just breathe in all the the San Francisco graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. all like so San Francisco is so artifacty mm-hmm. as as opposed to LA. And LA is just very like nose in the air, silicone in your lips, walk Ooh. through the street. Ooh. <laughs> it's Ooh. collagen. Collagen mm-hmm. goes on the lips. <laughs> yeah, so um San Francisco is very artifact. Like I'm just breathing in all the graffiti in the streets, all the artworks in the and one thing I've noticed is that, like, how diverse menswear is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the shirt and pants. And mm-hmm. it's not just, like, shorts and um, singlet or vests. And it's just more, like, the cuts are there. And even, like, shopping online, like, well, I didn't even know that, like, this could work. And also in line with my collection from uh, this year, I really played around a little bit with men's uh, with menswear, my collection is available on uh, the video of the collection is on mm-hmm. my um, Instagram, on IGTV. So yeah. Ooh, nice. So next year in May, I want to like do just a collection dedicated to my menses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So um, for my male aesthetic, I always like to keep it very uh, about the body, yaddy, yaddy. Mm. And so I'm challenging myself to cover up the abs. And, <laughs> and the D print. 
No, it's, show it off. Show it oh, off. Show it off. It's gonna be. If you should watch the video on um, Instagram, there is a lot of abs and a and lot of D prints. <laughs> oh, I'm watching. We're gonna share it. No. <laughs> so it's gonna be like it's gonna be hard for me because like I've always um been in my fashion shows. I've always featured the women mm. and the the my menses are always the accessories. Like just like ooh dress dresses yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then dress, dress. Yeah. Do you, Do you have a dream collab that you would like love to collaborate with as far as fashion? I would love to collaborate with Mena. Mm. Yeah, I love Jack. I've met Jackie a few times. Either either Mena or um Tav from uh, the Cook Islands. Nice. Their work is just like amazing, and I've seen a few men dresses like. My, when my yeah. friends when my friends rock up with Mena, I don't see the print. I turn it inside out to see what like how everything is placed on the right, inside, right, you know, because yeah. that defines how it looks on the outside. Hey. Yeah, that's why they call inner beauty matters. Hey. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so like I always feel the the feel of the fabric and and how I like like how they choose their cuts and everything. It, they're just classic and that's and, that's very typical because I have like a few friends that are fashion designers that the first thing they do is just feel mm. like they don't even fully look they feel first and then they just begin to just observe everything mm. else but that's just like a fashion designer thing huh mm. the texture what they is it expect it all you guys are because you just rock up and hold the call is this the man I flip the shirt inside out ooh <laughs> okay nice yeah so they're they're lovely sisters. I've I've met Jackie and Jackie is just amazing. So I was like, I'm always like I wish I could collab with Mena and and just it's, it's possible, huh? Mm. It is. It is. Yeah. We'll put it out yeah. there, you know. Put it out there we'll to the universe. Yes. Mm. Hopefully we'll they hear this. It's gonna happen. Well, I love yeah. how you're challenging yourself too, because I know how you said like. One of your least favorite things to do is work with the menses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so your whole collection is going to be focused on is it that. Really deep print? Yeah. Is it hard for the deep print? You just can't take it's it? It's hard to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. Yeah. Honey. Honey. The fashion show is one thing. There's then, another show after. <laughs> no, there's prior to the fashion show is fitting. <laughs> it involves like take off everything that you're wearing. And put on my clothes. <laughs> no, you do this whole thing. Okay, now cough. <laughs> I cannot. Well, listen. Thank you so much. Yes. It's an honor being here today. For taking it's an time honor out. To have you. We definitely had the best time of our lives with uh, you on here. Where can people find you? And your? Um, do you have a website? We want to make sure people are in touch because yeah they got to tap in with all things epeli juggling <laughs> um my uh handle on instagram is etwimbenga but please follow my um my fashion page which is at quiviti underscore couture at quiviti underscore couture mm-hmm. and you have a website or no i'm um, still working on it yeah i'm still working on it Nice. Like it's a little bit like here and there. <laughs> we'll make sure we put the links to your IG. Mm. Yeah, or just um, Google search Google search Quiviti and it should get you there. K U I V I T I. Well, thank you, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much thank for making you. time. I'm glad we got a, we got you in before you took off to Fiji. Yeah, know? for real. I'm glad too. Like this is what I'm like. 
I'm glad that we've all that we've made the connection. Yes. And this is something that we can always come back and forth with. And I'm like, I know Bax. No, she you'll be famous and you'll be like <laughs> interviewing movie stars. I'm like, shh. I was sitting there before Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else, partner? Nope. Okay. Well, shoot. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Epeli, for tapping in with us. Thank we got. You. We know that there's going to be a lot of great things in store for you, and we're excited to, um, you know, finish off the rest of your your rest of your weeks and months here, especially at these fashion shows that we're hopefully going to have at Tiki mm-hmm. Pete's. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna make that money. Mm-hmm. Make that money, hunty. <laughs> make that <sh> money. <laughs> Yeah, no, I echo the same things, though. It really has been great to have you here and uh, to learn so much and be inspired. Vinaka. Mm. As always, y'all, y'all can tap in with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at For the Cultures with a Q and the S. You can also email us at For the Cultures uh, at gmail.com. Mm. Something we like to do, though, before we round up and get out of here, this is sort of our closeout, is we do this. Uh, we do this uh, this line. We give you this line, and it's fill in the blank. Okay? <clears throat> you ready for this, partner? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So when I think of justice, mm. I think of... Give me a minute mm. for that one. Yeah, I'll repeat. When I think of justice, I think of. I think of freedom. Epeli. Based on our conversation today and like everything, when I think of justice, I think of calling black, black (coughs) and Mm. calling white, white. Yes. Uh, I think of Black Lives Matter. When I think of climate change, <laughs> I think of. I think of an ongoing fight. I think of a crisis. Hmm. I think of resilience. Mm. When I think of fashion. <coughs> I think of I think of the drag community. I think of home. Mm. Mm. I think of all the expensive labels I can't afford. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Uh, When I think of culture, Mm. I think of I think of identity. I think of strength. Mm. And I think of ancestors. Mm. Nice. Thank y'all so much for tapping in with us yes. on another episode. Thank you again, Epeli, for your time and your energy. Uh, uh If y'all haven't already, please subscribe to us. Um, you can s- subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, as well as Stitcher. Um, and if you didn't know, we also have a PayPal if you would like to donate yes. to our podcast um, so that we can continue to keep this going. Uh, just look us up on PayPal for the cultures with the Q and the S. Yes. All right. And we will catch y'all on the next episode. Um, anything else, partner, before no. we dip out of here? That's it. All right, take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Self-care is important and yes, it's not yes. selfish. 
Uh, and power to the people. Yes. Peace, mm-hmm. love, and happiness. Peace. Bye. We out. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.